I love how God just shows up and speaks to us. So I'm going to shorten my message today. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Hang in there. From two hours down to a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, like I've said before, what else you got to do on Saturday? What else you got to do on the Shabbat? What I didn't mention earlier was we're having a special evening tonight. It's been such a long time since we've gathered together for a Havdalah and New Moon celebration. So we're going to be doing that at Tom and Mary Westendorf's farm out on Watkins. So all are invited, and hopefully you have the directions. If you don't, Tom and Mary can get you the directions. It's just, it's, it's just, it's going towards Kansas. Just get on I-70, head east towards Kansas, get off at the, the big Catholic church there, Watkins, and you just follow the crowd. Okay, but it's going to be a wonderful, wonderful evening. Amen. That's going to be at 5.30 tonight, so you got time to go home, take a nap, and, and do that. And, and this is, it's been a long time. Bring your face covering. We're going to, if the weather's nice, we're going to be outside. But, you know, we just don't know, and we want to honor. The whole thing about the face masks is it's honoring one another, okay? It's, it's honoring, and, and we can do that, right? All right. Well, I just want to share a, few, a scripture, and then I want to, I want to pray a scripture at the end of this, but um, we've been talking over the last weeks about God's times, his days, his seasons, his months, special days. And we've been talking about that, and God has put that, and he's given us his calendar. We've kind of lost sight of that, but that when we obey his calendar, there is blessings that come. When we start doing things according to his kingdom purposes, there's blessings that are released, it's not a religious activity. It's not a religious ob obligation. It's, it's, it's walking in obedience, being blessed. And most of the things that God calls us to do, he says, hey, come near me. Kids, come to me. Come closer to me. Come closer to me. I want to be with you. I want to presence myself with you. And in that place of his presence, he blesses us. That's what it's all about. But I was, uh, just want to read a scripture in Acts chapter 17 Starting in verse 22, Rav Shaul, Paul, he's traveling to Athens. I don't know, maybe this is his first time in Athens. And he's walking around this city. And he's, this, this rabbi, this, this Jewish rabbi, he's amazed at what he sees in this city. Now, Athens, you got you, you to gotta know, this is like the center of, of reason, the center of intellectualism, the center of science at that time, okay? This is like walking through, I don't know, Washington, D.C., or New York City, or Paris, the center of the world's theology or philosophies. This is everything that's going on in, in Athens. And, he, and, he's, and he's seeing all these statues and, and all these idols all, the, all over the place. And he's getting into arguments with people as he's sharing about the one true God. And they think he's a babbler. They're saying all these things about him. But let's pick up here in verse 22. He says, so Paul stood in the middle of the Areopagus and said, men of Athens, I see that in all ways you are very religious. This is kind of a slap in the face, I'm sure, to these guys. They didn't see it as that. They're probably going, yes, we are very religious. Yes, thank you very much for recognizing our piety. For while I was passing through and observing the objects of your worship, 
I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. Therefore, what you worship without knowing, this I proclaim to you. This is a perfect example of Paul taking the circumstances and things around him to use this as an opt to, to open door. This is an open door for him to share. How many times have we been presented with an open door and we walk by? When God says, no, I want you to walk through. I want you to take advantage of this open door. Well, here God is doing this with Shaul. The God who, and then he goes on in verse 24, the God who made the world and all things in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by him, made by hands, nor is he served by human hands as if he needed anything, since he himself gives to everyone life and breath and all things. Let me say that again. Nor is he served by human hands as if he needed anything, since he himself gives to everyone life and breath and all things. You need something, it's in him. Thank you, Devorah. From one he made every nation of men to live on the face of the earth, having set appointed times and the boundaries of their territory. Here again, he talks about he sets appointed times. We're here on Shabbat. That's an appointed time. It's not because, hey, that's, you know, Stu and Millie decided this is when they're going to have their services. No, God set this time a long time ago. From he made every nation of men to first, having set appointed times and the boundaries of their territory they were to be they were to search for him and perhaps grope around for him and find him yet he is not far from each of us for in him and i love this for in him we live and move and have our being hallelujah can we all say that together for in him we live and move and have our being hallelujah hallelujah we are in a place of a new wineskin. And I know there's a discussion on Facebook yesterday with, you know, Aaron, new things. Well, there is a new wineskin. But we have to have eyes to see what God is doing. We have to have eyes to see it. If you want things to go back to normal, I don't want things to go back to whatever normal was. We're in a new season. We're in a new place with God. And he wants us. This is what this morning is all been about new wineskin where he is restoring power and authority and righteousness as in the early church man there was such a fear of the lord in that church in the in the 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 acts there was such a fear not a fear of oh no oh no but just an awe and reverence of the holy one and God saw that and honored that with signs and wonders. And wherever that early church went, man, there was just power. And there was just things that happened. It was exciting. They turned the world upside down in just a few years. God wants to restore that to the body of Messiah today, I believe. The ecclesia, I talked about just a few minutes ago. It looks different today than it did six months ago. Hallelujah for that. It needs to be different. It's a good thing. For too long we have sought after and succumbed to intellectual gospel, to an intellectual gospel, a feel-good gospel. We have fallen into that trap. And God is shaking us. Everything that can be shaken is being shaken. And we've lost a Hebraic understanding of the Scriptures. We studied the Bible, but we've lost the ability to discern the truth of God's Word. 
Y'all understand what I'm saying? Is that we study the Bible. We have seminaries. We have seminaries. We have Bible colleges all over. But we've lost the ability to discern God's truth. And, and what we've done is we've made God a creation of our own imagination. How's that worked? What's that? It's, it's called idolatry, exactly. And how's that worked? See, what is true biblical? What is true kingdom discernment? Discernment is the ability to judge events, circumstances around us, COVID, all the rioting in the streets, the ability to, to, to judge events and circumstances according to scriptural and biblical principles and heavenly wisdom. That's what discernment is. That's what we need to walk in. When we see something happening, don't turn on CNN or Fox News to find out what's really going on. Turn your eyes upward and say, God, what is going on? What is really going on? What is behind all of these things? And how should I walk because of this? See, God is, and you know that song that you did, Babylon. This is so appropriate. And I've been saying this for several weeks now. In Revelation, basically he says to the bride, come out. Come out of Babylon. Come out. And we've also said, he said, come out Come back. Come back to me and then go forth. Go forth. But he's calling us to come out. And how we walk in these days is so stinking important. It is so important. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. So pay close attention to how you walk. Not as unwise people, but as wise, making the most of your time because the days are evil. These words were spoken almost 2,000 years ago. The days are evil today. For this reason, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. And that's why I've been talking about his times, his days, his, his appointed seasons, his appointed days. Understand these things. Understand God's will. And do not get drunk on wine, for that is rec recklessness. There's been too much of that happening in the body of Messiah. Just too much recklessness, addictions, drunkenness, craziness. He said, instead, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Ruach, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to, for everything to God the Father in the name of the Lord Yeshua the Messiah. I had a lot of message, but I'm going to cut to the chase. I was going to talk about the months and that God has specifically ordained the months of the year. He's given them names. See, we're used to walking in a Gregorian Roman calendar. Do you know that the Roman calendar, you know what it's named after? You know what Janus, January, February, March, you know what they're all named after? Roman gods, small g. But even in, in the, the giving of the months, it's all done on a lunar, a Hebrew calendar. He even took the months and he grouped them in, in, in threes, just as in the tribes. And, and there's a connection. I'm going to get into this later on another time. There's a connection between the months and the tribes. A big connection that we often miss. And if, 
like I said, when we understand these, they're not mysteries, they're all through these, the scriptures, but when we understand them, when we acknowledge them, then we receive blessing when we walk in those things. We need to look at the months in relation to these things that, you know, the, the, um, you know, that the Hebrew alphabet, you know, the, the months are related to the Hebrew alphabet. You know, they're not just sounds. The Hebrew alpha, alphabet is not just sounds. Ruh, E, A, A, O, U. It's not just sounds, but they're concepts. You know, and the months are related to that. And just to give you an example of some of the months, the month of Nisan. What is Nisan? What are we doing? What's the month of Nisan? Anybody? <laughs> Japanese car. <laughs> I can tell where his mind is at. Lord, deliver him from. <laughs> Nisan, is, it's the month that we celebrate the Passover. It's the first month. It's the first month of the new year. And it's interesting because Nisan is Aviv, and it's the season of redemption, new things, new birth. And in, in the word, the, the root word is nis, which is the word for, the Hebrew word for miracle. It's a season, it's a month, it's a, it's a time of miracles. It's, it's, and this is when, not just for deliverance of Israel from Egypt, but this is a time when we look at our lives in the month of Nisan and say, Lord, what is it in my life that I need deliverance from? That's what we do during those months. And also the month of Adar. Anybody know what the month of Adar we do in the month of Adar? What do we think? Esther, Purim. It's a season of the month of Esther. We celebrate that God rescues us from evil. They tried to get us. We won. Let's eat. That's what I used to say anyways. But it's, a, it's, a, it's we celebrate God's ability to rescue us. And then we look at the month of Kislev, which is the month of Hanukkah. It's a time to rededicate, rededicate the temple, rededicate these temples, these temples. And it's interesting. We're going into pretty soon in the month of Elul. Elul. And Elul is, um, it's actually, in Hebrew tradition, it's an it's a acronym. Aleph, Lamed, Vav, Lamed. And it goes right along with Ani, Ledodi, Velodi, Vedodi, Li. I am my beloved's, and my beloved's is mine. Isn't that it? That's incredible. We, don't, we miss that when we don't see the Hebrew calendar for what it is. Elul. I am my beloved's, and my beloved is, is mine. Solomon, Song of Solomon 6 3. It's also the month, and we're going to be going into it in just a few days. It's the month where, according to he, uh, Hebrew Jewish tradition, is the king is in the field. He's not in the palace. He's out in the field with the workers. It's a time to come near and approach him. It's a time where we prepare to come into that place of intimacy. Elul is a month of preparation for us to enter into, which is the next month, Tishrei. Tishrei, of course, is the seventh month it's the days of awe. It's a time of introspection. It's a time of anticipation of his return. I'm going to bring things to a close. I said I wasn't going to go long, and I'm not going to. This, I mean it. It's the last time you're going to come if you're going to sit here and ridicule the pastor. <laughs> I 
Oh, man, this is great. We're in the month of Tammuz right now. The month of Tammuz is associated with a tribe, a Hebrew tribe, the tribe of Shimon. Shimon, Simeon. The root for Shimon is to hear. To hear, like Shema. To hear. Now, what do we know about the tribe of Shimon? Not that much, actually, but it was a tribe. They were trained warriors. Trained warriors. We are in a season, and hear me, and this goes right along with the theme of what's been going on this morning. We are in the, the, the season of warring faith. Warring faith. Not just faith, but a warring faith. How do we war in violent times? Shimon was known, Shimon was known as a tribe of violence. We are in a season of violence. We are in a season of violence. So we need to know how to be warriors who war by faith, not the same way the world does. See, Shimon was the first tribe to link up, to come to help and to ally itself with David when he was made king in Hebron. So there was a, there was a, uh, a first there. They went and they became the first to come alongside David in Hebron and come alongside King David. It's a season of warring faith. It's a time for us. And this is the meat of what I want to talk about. This is a time for us to fight warring faith for our inheritance, for our calling, for our families, and for this nation. We have seen the enemy. He is roaring. He is roaring and we're all going. <gasps> but God says, no, I want you to come forward. You know what your inheritance is. You fight and you fight for your inheritance. What your calling is, God is speaking to many of us about what our calling is. Hold on to that because the enemy will come and say, he didn't do that for you he hasn't called you to do that. He hasn't called you to go to Israel. He hasn't called you to do this. He hasn't called you. And you go, God has called me. I know what he says. And I'm going to stand. And I'm going to stand. And warring faith says, I will not be moved from what God has called me to do. It's a time to fight for our inheritance, our calling, and our families. How many of us need that warring faith for your families? I mean, come on now. We all do. Fight for your families, those granddaughters who are out there who've walked away and they just keep on walking. It looks like they're walking farther and farther away and it's getting darker and darker and darker. You keep calling them back. You keep calling them back. And you fight for this nation. You see, nobody's going to fight warring faith for this nation except for the body of Messiah, and that's us. We have to be doing that in these days. We have to be doing that in this, these days. The good news is the king is in the field. The king is in the field now. He's calling us to go and to meet with him and to Shema, to hear him and what he's saying. Amen? Just stand with me. I want to pray an Ephesians 6 prayer over you for our congregation, for you individually. And after that, we're going to take up another offering for... Um, 
Ted. But I just really sensed that I was to pray this over you guys. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And I pray this for Or Chaim. I pray this for every person here, for every family. That if they, you would put on the full armor of God so that you are able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For your struggle is not against flesh, flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the powers and against the worldly forces of this darkness and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Our battle is not against the Democrats or the Republicans. Our battle is not against your neighbor or your brother or your sister. The battle, it's a spiritual battle. There are heavenly, there are spiritual beings out there who want to bring destruction and division to you. Do not battle against one another. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist when the times are evil and they are evil. And after you've done everything, and this is so important, you stand. You stand firm. Stand firm then. Buckle the belt of truth, and everybody do that. Kind of put on the belt of truth around your waist. Father, we thank you that your word is truth. You are truth. You hold it all up, Lord God, by your truth. And we, belt, we buckle that belt of truth around our waist. And we put on the breastplate of righteousness to cover our hearts. He has made us righteous it's not by our deeds, not by our good stuff that we've done. It's by his blood and by his stripes and, and, and that we have been made righteous in him. The breastplate of righteousness and strap up your feet. Strap up your feet in readiness with the good news of shalom. As Ted said earlier, wherever you go, you have a message of shalom, peace to bring to somebody. It may be just a word or maybe just a, 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 a prayer or maybe just something nice, a kind deed. You do that when you walk, wherever you walk. Our feet are shed with the, are shod with the good news of shalom and above all take up the shield of faith with which you be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one lord we walk in that warring faith that any any dart any flaming arrow that comes at us it, it just hits that it hits that shield and bounces off hallelujah and take up the the helmet of salvation everybody put there Hands on their head, pick up the helmet of salvation. Father, I pray that you would continue to renew our minds. Lord, to see things as you see things, to keep us heavenly focused, to keep us seek ye first the kingdom of God and, all, and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. And Lord, we would see you seated on the throne, high and lifted up, and that we would see that we are sitting with you in high places right now. And so, Lord, renew our minds of that. Lord, we take the helmet of salvation, and we take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and we pray in the Ruach, we pray in the Spirit on every occasion. Just pray out in the Spirit right now. As the Lord would lead you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
pray the Ruach on every occasion with all kinds of prayers and requests. And with this in mind, keep alert with perseverance and supplication for all the Kiddushim, for all the Holy Ones. Hallelujah. Father, I just thank you for the armor that we are wearing. And I pray that we will keep this armor on. And Lord, that we would be in prayer for one another. And Lord, when we receive, when we see one of our brothers or sisters who is who's who's weak or who's struggling, Lord, we would come alongside and encourage in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. See, I shortened my message. What I'd like to do.